Now this is podcasting presents yeah. lyrical, lyrical time capsule. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, let's so, let's enjoy that. Let's enjoy the house band down at um down at Sugar Hill Records. Let's let's enjoy a Grandmaster Flash and his yeah his his wheels of steel. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. AKA Duke Booty. Duke Booty on the drums. Duke Booty on the drums and synth. Well, they're programmed, right? Yes. It's programmed drums. But he came up with the sequence. Sure. And allegedly, I'm going to talk over the beat. Yeah. Allegedly, that's what he, rappers do. Um, he was tapping on some canisters out in the backyard, and Sylvia heard it and said, "I want that beat." So it came from that. That. Reverse, reverse symbols. Oh, I don't want to go to school because the teacher's a jerk. He must think I'm a fool. And all the kids smoke reefer. I think it'd be cheaper if I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper. I dance to the beat, shuffle for my feet, wear a shirt and tie, and run with the creeps. Because it's all about money. Ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. They push that girl in front of the train. Choke it to the doctor, so the arm on the game. Stab that man right in his heart. Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Duke Booty. Duke Booty serving up the goods. Duke Booty, one of the greatest. Wow. One of the greatest rappers, rap writers. Wowza. And rappers. I love the delivery. This guy's one of the this guy's one of the best. <laughs> Who knows Duke Booty? Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure some people do. Yes, I'm sure it's only my ignorance, but I but slightly, I feel like slightly yeah. less don't know him now. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, two more people. <laughs> I presume. Um, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen this I've is seen the great. stats. Um, yeah. Let's go through these. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to read this one? You read this one. My son Pause said, wherever you feel like it. My son said. Daddy, I don't want to go to school. Because the teacher's a jerk. He must think, I'm a fool. And all the kids smoke reefer. I think it'd be cheaper if I just got a job. Learn to be a street sweeper. Or dance to the beach. Shuffle my feet. Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps. Um, what's the dilemma here? Yeah, good stuff and well read. What's, what's um, the dilemma? Yeah, uh, this, is, this is the bum education, right? There's no, uh, there's no hope. You know, yeah. there's, no, there's no sense of being able to be upwardly mobile financially. Mm, true. True. Or any 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 there's no imbuement of a pursuit of 
intellectual endeavor, you know. Yeah. It's that's that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. And, it is and sad. continues continues, you know, I think. It does, and I just want to say that I never um I never appreciated this, but um the punctuation in the in the copy in the copy here in in genius um yeah. really made me realize something because they put they opened the quotes at daddy obviously my son said open quotes daddy i don't want to go to school and then they closed the quotes all the way at the end of the verse yeah so this is all the son talking this is all the entire yeah. verse yeah. is the son yeah um, which makes a lot of sense, uh, given what he says. But um, yeah, so so I mean, the kid. I think, what can you say? If the teacher's a jerk, and the school, the 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 kids at school are all smoking reefer, and so presumably there's probably not a lot of learning getting done. Yeah, that's the impression, um, isn't it? Is is he right? Is the kid right? to just want to go and get a trade like yes. street sweeper. Yeah, well, yeah, you, I can't, think he's right. you can't argue with it, yeah. No. <laughs> you can't argue with it, but it's interesting how he says, I think it would be cheaper because if you, if you do compare it to like going to uni or whatever, like that's obviously true. Well, I, yeah. I assume this, if this child is of uh, an age where they can go and get a job, then, mm. you know, they, they're, I'm imagining they're 16 or above. Yeah. Um, dance to the beat or, so learn to be a street sweeper or dance to the beat, shuffle my feet, wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps. I do not know what he means by creeps. I think, yeah, I assume creeps are like, it. it's some kind of criminal element. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they okay. wear a shirt and, oh, no. Like gangsters. No, I think I'm wrong because we referred to creeps earlier as being like the guys that are rocking up to the peep show, right? Yeah, okay. So, so maybe like creeps sa- are like... Salaryman. Yeah, like middle class middle right. class bros. Like, uh, yeah, and so they, that's... Normies. That's what they would look like in the from the perspective of the, the kids in, in the hood is they would just see these guys in shirts and ties and all they all they see them is is going into their hood going to the peep show and mm. and trying to pick up prostitutes they would look mm. like creeps yeah. yeah yeah that's probably right, right on that's probably accurate yeah um, okay got the, it now what's really interesting is um the be a street sweeper or dance to the beat shuffle my feet so i mean i i don't know how being a dancer and shuffling your feet is like uh, a potential money boon <laughs> at that period yeah, of time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, but, I'm torn on that too. But, but something I, that yeah, I know, which is was unique to New York at least that I'm aware of, is that um, people, persons who were employed as street sweepers, uh, I, I've witnessed them doing their job in a entertaining way. So really putting on a show for people, uh, the public, the general populace around tourists and stuff, and street sweeping in an entertaining dancing way, like really like old school, um, you know, Hollywood, you know, a vaudeville act almost like on the street. 
So I, I, without having ever read these, seen these lyrics in print and read them, I always thought, I, maybe I just didn't hear it right, but I thought that was a reference to those New York street sweepers dancing and shuffling right. around. But I, yeah. I see now it's an or, unless oh, it's we, an or. the lyrics yeah. are incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, but I, I love your image there. Um, yeah, it could, could easily be. Um, for me, the dance to the beat is uh, like toe the line, you know? Oh, maybe it's referring to the creeps. Yeah, just like yeah, the work a day. I'm with you. Um, I see you. Just yeah, like I think that's you, correct. What's the word? Sort of just shuffling along. He, yeah. he he says dance to the beat, but he doesn't mean in a creative way. He's like shuffling. No, my like feet. a puppet. Like, like yeah, a sort puppet. of like a puppet, or just yeah. like I'm imagining like the commuters sort of marching yes. in lockstep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, I, kind yeah. of in drudgery. That makes yeah. total sense. Mm, possibly. Well, okay. Do you want to read? Did you read yeah. Milk and Honey? You read on. No, so because and why? Why would he choose to do this over right. staying in uh, in this poor educational environment? Because it's all right. about money. Ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. Um, let's just let's just deal with that real quick. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, this this line because it's all about money and a damn thing funny. It's in there. It's in the top fifty. I'd say top fifty iconic lines of hip hop. This it kid's already. This kid already sees through. He sees the, He sees the gritty reality. He's got the thousand yard stare. You're absolutely it's awful. right. Yeah. It's all about money and a damn thing funny. Yeah, man, that's brutal. <laughs> it's not just a great rhyme. It's a brutal statement. It's hardcore. <laughs> about and a damn thing funny. Like yeah. stop laughing. It's not funny. Yeah. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. Great reference. Great reference. The uh the milk and honey for, for any um for any people unfamiliar with a little book called The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um The Land of Milk and Honey is the wait, is what's, wait. How, the book's yeah. called The Book? Yeah, no, the collection of books. <laughs> The, the library um the oh, damn you're blowing my mind um the the land of milk and honey the promised land the promise, so very yeah. sardonic very sardonic usage of that i think i don't think it's too i don't think it's too much of a stretch to refer back to sort of notions of manifest destiny the way mm. that the way that america was mm. viewed by the sort of more evangelical of the settler types um, as the promised land to, you know, Europeans, like it's ours and we'll get to take it. And, you know, the reality of that when you <clears throat> are not of the Manifest Destiny group <laughs> is well, that uh, life is not so great at any point virtually in that history. And then is least of all in the in when it's nearing its collapse and death throes. And also, and my question so, would be, who's manifest destiny? Oh, totally, totally. It was mm-hmm. a. It's rightly it's rightly derided mm. as a uh, as a massively racist phrase. Mm. Um, well, even even just the even the the white Christians, yeah, that were like, oh, you're the wrong kind of white Christian. I will right. kill you. You know, yeah. <laughs> like true. Um, the the Calvinists versus the Baptists versus you know mm-hmm. like I mean they all they all uh, you 
wait, we all worship, we're all the same skin color and worship the same God, but you're the wrong type. I just, I can't yeah. get over that, that crap. Um, so moving on. So you've got to have a con, basically. <laughs> move, so he's basically move, decided. Moving on you know. from that condemnation. Yeah. Nice. Um, you're gonna have to hustle. Yeah. Well, he he's he's streets. He understands. You've got to you've yep. got to game the game. You know that's that's pretty rough. Are you talking about like a let's say a 16, 17 year old kid? Yeah. Who's s- struggling to see the point of staying in education? They already yeah. realize it's rigged. They realize yeah. it's rigged and it's a lie. I mean, that is that is such a cynical place to be starting yeah. your life from. As you know. Absolutely. You, you've nailed it. It's, a, it's the cynicism. And assuming that they are coming from like a, a reasonably decent family unit, you know, with a father who cares mm-hmm. and sees, mm-hmm. sees the tragedy of the world, that, that you as the, the emerging adult is just like, it's hopeless. Yeah. I, I may as well just join the game. Yep. You know, oof, that that oof, really indeed. As a parent that that hits me, you know. Yeah. Big oof. Okay. So, um Read they pushed that girl. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. They pushed that girl in front of the train. Took her to the doctor. Sewed her arm on again. Stabbed that man right in his heart. Wait, I should I'd do it as Stab that man right in his heart. Gave him a transplant for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park because it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun because they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw. Broke my last glass jaw. Hear them say, you want some more? Living on a seesaw. Mm, again, this magnificently is, this red. Is, this is just, um, this is rough stuff. Yes, yes. As long as while you remember that this is a kid talking, yes. uh, it's it's extra brutal. It's rough. But having said that, this this four lines here. What's about, what's this? Yeah, this medical yeah, marvel. Yeah, extraordinary lines. Extraordinary. So what have we got here? Uh, they pushed the girl that they pushed that girl right in front of the train, took her to the doctor, sewed her arm on again. It's like, okay, what the hell is going on here? Uh, apparently, this happened. Um, this is a story that happened to a, f- a flautist, I believe. Um, wow. She was pushed in front of a train and she lost her hand. And so she, and then they did, they sewed it on again. Um, or they did. Do- people at the hospital did. Um, Good old they. Yeah, they, exactly. But the <laughs> they, I said the they because he said they. Yeah. He said they pushed that girl right in front of the train, took her yeah. to the hospital, sewed her arm on again. That took her to the doctor. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it, the the subjects should still be the same. They so they push her in front of the train, then they pick her up and take her to the doctor. Uh, sort I have of. slightly. I have different lyrics. You got a different lyric. What have I you got, got? They pushed that girl in front of the train, took her to the doctor, sewed the arm on again. So right, 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 I mean, right. I'm, I'm making an assumption that it's ah. that it's the same subject. Like the subject hasn't changed, right? And and the reason I say that is that like I think he's, I think that he's sort of grouping the in- actions of disparate elements of the city together into, in one into a blob. agent into mm. a blob. 
So mm. they is just people in the city pushed her in front right. of the train. They took her to the to the doctor. Some other people, presumably not the same ones, but it doesn't matter. It's all the city's actions, what the city can do yes. to people. The city can virtually destroy people, almost kill them, but it can also take them to the doctor and and patch them up again. Mm, can save as well. So it is, isn't save. it interesting that it, right in three quarters or, you know, um, seven-eighths of the way through this really bleak, yeah. uh, stark, cynical, realistic vision of of the way the world is. Yes. That this this uh, young adult is also recognizing these these miracles that can be performed. Yeah. Um, but what's the what's the outcome of this though? Because I mean, right. it's odd that it's mentioned, but then you get straight back into you know, I can't go through the park at night, and I've got to I've got to keep my gun in my hand. <laughs> like it's yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like a redeeming. Thing. No, he's setting up a contrast with other people's experience in the city and his own. Like other people fall on very hard times, but then they get rescued. Mm. I don't. I, there's no hope for me. I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect myself. I'm mm. done. I've, I'm, I can't even walk through the park. Mm. I've got to have a gun. They got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw broke my last glass. So it's all like, you, you know, someone else in the city, and we could talk about who those groups might be, Yeah, get second chances, and they get to benefit from the miracles that are that are available of life-saving technology mm. in the in the big city which is an undeniable fact of those big cities have those technologies and and smaller places don't rural places don't but so it's undeniable that those two people went through bad experiences but they got saved by the city yeah, yeah. what's what's he what's going to happen to him i think he's setting up a contrast i've got nothing nobody's going to rescue me mm do you? What do you think? Does that satisfy? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, what's interesting is that the the vocal delivery around this time is actually pretty mm. subdued. Yeah. Um, like even in comparison to the other parts of the song, you know, mm-hmm. um, th- there's a real mm. uh, there's a real lack of intensity in the vocal delivery around this section. So I, I um, I've never really been able to put my finger on this because it, mm. it's it's always like I, I've kind of wanted to see it as, oh, but hang on, you know, these good things do happen. So it's not all lost. But then it goes right back into, but I can't even walk through the park. So, and, but the, the delivery is quite muted. So I, I've always been a little bit confused by this part. Um, maybe yeah, it's just so- a continuation of snapshots. I'm not sure. I, yeah, for me, it's just like it's another way to reinforce the bleakness right, <laughs> from the character's right. perspective. It's just like, right, hey, you know, hey, you know, other people, you know, they they fall down, but they get rescued. You know, that's that's it for me. Like, um, it's a contrast uh, for me. Mm, sure. Um, feel like an outlaw broke my last glass jaw. What's a, a glass jaw? Stuff. Yeah, it's box boxing. Like if somebody. My lyrics Somebody here say glass jar, like, like oh, right. stupid yeah. lyrics. I feel it's like an outlaw. Jar. What AI transcribed this? <laughs> Broke my last glass jaw. It's like he's taken some knocks. He's taken the punches and he's got 
He's on the ropes, basically another boxing metaphor. <laughs> Hear them say you want some more. That's, you know, very fighting type talk, isn't it? Them, them's yeah. fighting words. Um, yeah. So basically that, that part there is about being, being about to be knocked down forever. It's, it's normally after they've already pummeled you, isn't it? Exactly. True. Like you want very more? True. You want more. It's not yeah, enough. Don't get up. Don't we get up. We haven't destroyed again. you yet. Yeah. Don't get up. Yeah. Uh, Living on a seesaw. Wonderful I guess you must be up sometimes. <laughs> Possibly, but it uh, it's just amazing that it's, it, if I'm not wrong, it's, uh, you know, child's play equipment. So uh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that device. It's from the child era. Um, so, you know, that it's just to reinforce that this is a child talking. He remembers, yeah. uh, he remembers yeah. the, um, the, the, the play equipment. And it's he, a good touchstone. And he sees it as a suitable metaphor. Yeah. In the last part, he can't even walk through the park. But he what remembers... What happens... He remembers there was yeah. a seesaw there. What happens he when remembers... you're on a seesaw, Hugo? Well, you get... You get... Uh, you get dramatic changes in <laughs> altitude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, it's also a zero-sum game. Yeah. Seesaw, seesaw is a perfect example of a zero-sum game. Yeah. <laughs> if you're up, someone else is down, and if you're yeah. down, someone else is up. For someone balance, else to go up, yeah, yeah, someone has to go down, and someone and if you're balanced, it's flatlined. It's, nice, it's, it's, nothing happens. Right, it's nothing dead. happens. Yeah, very good. So it's I think it's the the stupidest piece of play equipment. At the park, personally, this this yeah, is my like this is my very my very genuine personal anecdotal uh, critique <laughs> of this equipment. Means reviews. I fucking hate the seesaw. Are you saying that from a perspective of a parent, or you never like yes, the seesaw? I never liked yeah. the seesaw, but even you never more so it. as an adult, um, right. that has no no bearing on the lyrics but i fucking hate sea swords <laughs> i reckon he hates it as well i reckon there is a bearing on the lyrics i reckon he hates it as well it's, it, the, uh, the truth of the ma- matter is this has all been leading up to an an invective against the wor- what everybody knows is the worst of all child's play equipment the seesaw what a waste of time yeah um well We've reached Amazing. the end of, of Duke Booty's lyrics. Yes. Rem- remembering, of course, that he's written everything up to this point. Up even to if this he didn't point. deliver it it's on the phenomenal. Mic. Phenomenal. 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 The man deserves serious props. Um, but Melly Mel is no slouch. He really isn't. And and I think we should just hear Melly Mel's yeah. verse. Hear Melly Mel's all, contribution. Let's go all the way through because I don't think let's there's do anywhere it. to cut it. To stop. No, there's no way to cut it. Um, no. And yeah, I'll talk a child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of 
big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps, and pushers in the big money makers Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s And you wanna grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers Pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers You say I'm cool, I'm no fool But then you wind up dropping out of high school Now you're unemployed, all non-void Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd Turn stick up kid, but look what you done did Got sent up for an eight year bid Now your manhood is took and you're a Maytag Spend the next two years as an undercover fag Being used and abused to serve like hell Till one day you was found hung dead in the cell It was plain to see that your life was lost You was cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Oh Yeah Man, hits so hard I think I broke my sacroiliac Nice Yeah, Melly Mel is no slouch and, Oh man um, what were you what were you gonna say there was something you held back on before we he, um, before we listened? It's just that uh if there's a contrast between the two uh-huh. it's it's not um it's not on skill level. You know. No. Um, no, no, no I no. think I think this verse always really hit me harder, maybe because it's it's more direct. There is less metaphor going on. Yeah, that's true. Even though there's there's reference to metaphor, it's slightly less poetic, but it's really direct. It's really in your face, and yeah. um, and I mean, there's there's some really heavy, heavy content, like tragic content in here. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I think the skill level is is comparable. Yeah. I, I love all the other verses. Um yes, for same. me for me this is this is uh this is better. This is better. This is the, the, maybe because the others have set it up so well. But when yeah, this sure. kicks in you really get I the final it. verse vibe. Really, like, oh my god. I like it's it. Like, yeah. It's like the wailing uh, some some virtuoso guitarist wailing on on the yes. guitar to to bring, to bring us home. It's just like Okay, but but you're right. It's not night and day. These there, there's not a yeah. lot in it, and and yeah. there are some flourishes in the earlier verses that are just for the ages. Um, yeah. So you know, it's really there's nothing in it between the two of them. Uh, what Melly Mel achieves in his final verse is is like the icing on a on a cake, right? Or the cherry on top, whatever whatever we want to say. I liked um, how you were saying that it's building up to the. Maybe mm, it's building. Maybe you know, it's like a wave, and yeah. then this is the wave breaks. And yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, too many metaphors. It, it, well, maybe, maybe, but it's it really is like that. It's a tsunami of metaphors. Um, but but he holds nothing back at this point. He no. leaves it all out on the table. Yeah. And what's interesting, just just another little bit of background. Um, yes. This is actually a verse from another song, right? Uh, of of Grand, Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster right. Flash and the Furious Five. It's a song called Super Rappin. It's another super, super long song. And it's a really jolly ditty. And they all rap for about seven or eight minutes about how they're right. the best and how... And um, <laughs> I've forgotten one amazing line. 
what was one of them says one of them says something uh, at one point a a a boast and he says something like um yeah some, something like yo i'm the best and and <laughs> what does he say fuck i've forgotten I look it up. <laughs> he says something like uh oh yeah and i guarantee to give no no I, we're gonna cut this bit i'll look it up later it's really funny <laughs> We're definitely leaving it in. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. In that case, I'll look it up because it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. Good. Because it's it's worth it. And it's honestly worth it. I listened. I, I did a tried to do a bit of deep dive into like old school hip hop. And obviously when I heard that this, um, rap, this verse was in another song, I was like, oh, well, I've right. got to hear that song. Yeah, right. And then I listened and um, just... I was blown away. I actually laughed out loud in the car, literally an LOL. I LOL'd out loud at this one verse. Here we go. I'll try and find it. Super rapping, it's called. Um, and it's great. It's a great song. It's really, really fun. They all, they all um, deliver this. You know, we're the best. I'm the best, and I, I make the, I make the girlies dream about me and stuff like this. Really, really wholesome. I love it. <laughs> But I've got to find this one line because it's just so good. You know, in in my mind, just to speak about hip hop, yeah, as uh, an entity, I, 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 in my mind, growing up with this, you know, from day one, as a at a distance, admittedly, but um, I always felt like it was you could be in a gang and like stab each other and shoot each other like you could fight you could fight with weapons and die or yeah you could fight with words yeah right? nice you could I rap you could rap battle or you could dance battle nice or you could spray battle like you know and this was like um maybe maybe strangely farrakhan had something to do with this but it's like really an old an alternative to violence you know is like is is using the culture you know mm. com- compete compete <laughs> no it's like it's like a, a proxy for the dialectic you know Ooh, nice i don't know um i love that and that's also another example of you know the medium being the message right so yes this medium gave a possibility of yes. of a nonviolent communication resolution yeah and and nonviolent uh, negotiation non yeah. uh, sport sort of sport uh, in creativity competitive creativity. Uh, nice all right all right so we'll edit out the bit where i was stumbling but here's oh, the, I like that. here's here's the line that made me laugh out loud all right okay here we go this is a, a, a rapper called kid creole oh yeah i'm the king of finesse i'm here to rock the rest this is all fine, right? I'm just leading That's up. That's awesome. All the young ladies I want to impress. Solid couplet. Listen to this Great. one. When I rap on the mic, I guarantee a certain amount of consistency. <laughs> vulnerable. Like, amazing. It's vulnerable. I like it. That. <laughs> It's just extraordinary. I'd never <laughs> like they were really, really experimenting with the blueprint early on. Like I love it. I guarantee a certain amount of consistency. Well, I, I mean, look at you know 
uh, Dela. You know, that's that's still resonating in Dela's work. True. You know, the it's not self-deprecation, but it, there's there's an honesty. You know, mm. uh, a vulnerability, which you then you kind of don't see for like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, true, true that, true that. You know, um, I appreciate so that. Mel- but yeah, I loved it. I That's I great. go forward in joy at hearing yes, this. Yes. Um, R- Melly Mel's verse from from yeah, uh, the rapping. message oh. is is on super rapping, and it is verse number seventeen. Oh my god! So and it, if you made it this far, yeah, here's your prize. Yeah, you've got to. F- well, no, because <laughs> it really stands out in not a good way. Right, and <laughs> like when, when a, was when was Super Rappin' released? Um, or recorded, maybe. I'm just looking at that. I don't. Prior. Oh, 1979. The prior November first, yeah. 1979. So it's really, really early doors. It's one of the. It's one of the blueprints. Seriously, it's got so many tricks in it. People have got to check it out. Yeah. It's brilliant. Right. Um. It's I'm got all to, the yeah. stuff like. Uh, just see if I can find some. Just stuff like. Uh, oh, okay. We're one, two, three, four, five MCs. Um, oh no, sorry. Introducing the crew, you got to see to believe. We're one, two, three, four, five MCs. Just all these tricks that they that they pioneered, or documented, um, maybe. Maybe documented. Who knows? But I feel yeah. like a lot of this stuff was they already coined. in play. Was already in play. You're probably right. Oh, what about this? Can't, won't, don't stop rocking to the rhythm because I get down, because I get down, because I get down. Like, really, really iconic stuff is in this song. This, 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 is, this is where it's like, this is where it's touching on the, like the nightclub host MCs and the Jamaican toasters. You know, I think this True. is where this stuff has come together when you when you're when you're on the mic at a block party you, you you're mm. hyping everyone up you know there's these this sort of um an established library of phrases right you know that i th- i think are already in play before they're recorded okay you're probably right yeah. this has got to have been one yes yes you're you don't stop come on come on huh i want to hit the top it's a classic like that's but you know this would have been the first yes, time yes, that yo. anybody else heard it. Yeah, maybe. Outside yeah. of outside. outside of the Bronx, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. um, you know, amazing. Yeah. And yeah, verse seventeen. Verse seventeen, Melly Mel comes in with a lovely little poem about <laughs> <laughs> Well, so slam straight back to the message. How do you want to deal with yeah. this one? Do you wanna you wanna take it a little bit line by line? <laughs> I think it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. A, a child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. Okay. That's that's <laughs> pretty obvious. Yes, it is. Um, but it's very deep philosophically. Yes. Like like that's not a that's not an a priori assumption because mm. uh, you know, that's one of the that's one of the great schisms of, of Western philosophy. Mm. Is a child born with no state of mind. Yeah, well, it's obviously or, antithetical to the Christian uh, theology. Not necessarily. Aquinas. Oh, really? No. Oh. Aquinas um, believe, basically sort of, well, it would have been prior to Aquinas pretty much. Aquinas took, yeah. the, took the Aristotelian view 
that a child is essentially a tabula rasa. I believe. I don't think. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. But then it would have been codified as as that by by Locke, John Locke, who yeah, I'm pretty sure he was Christian. Um, so so later on, when we're getting towards enlight you know pre enlightenment and and enlightenment era, the Christians are of the opinion that that a child is born with no state of mind. Um, and so are the French revolutionaries. So where but do, they where take does, a different tack. Um, uh, so, I mean, the concept of original sin, though, is in place before that. You know. It was. So are we, um, is it, are we, dis, are we dismissing that? Yeah. Look, I don't have a great answer for that because I think that um, the whole point of the um the whole point of that of that little jesus chapter is that he sort of gets rid of that bit (laughs) like um the original sin is up until the cross yeah but then augustine was like nah yeah (laughs) i think i think a lot of people got stuff wrong (laughs) like yeah. So, but you're right. You're right. Okay. So let's just say, like, it would have been there would have been a mixed bag of Christians who believed it, a child is born with no state of mind, and Christians who believed that a child is born with a fuck ton of baggage and some <laughs> and some and some Platonic ideal, you know, some Platonic um, memories of yeah. of being yeah. in the Platonic realm and having seen all the ideal yeah. um, existences before they yeah. came to Earth. So so yeah, p- for sure, Christians would have been would have been divided on that one as well. Yes, you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> well, and speaking of Christians, God is smiling on you, right? But he's frowning too, because mm. only God knows what you'll go through. Mm. Ooh, oh, damn. so good. Why why is he such a callous bastard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. F- free will is a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, free will is a free will is a heck of a, a heck of a load of baggage to to carry. Free Willy, it's free Willy. Oh my goodness. Um, this is this is harsh. Yeah, this is harsh. And we don't even know what it is yet because obviously only God knows. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, wow, he's he's capricious. Yep. He's capricious. Is he frowning because he's angry at us or is he frowning because he's sad for what's going to yeah. happen? Because I feel yeah. like he's kind of, it's not really that sad. I don't feel like he's that sad. <laughs> uh, he's frowning too. I mean, there's other reasons why you frown. It's just like, yeah, it's sort of like a, I'm, de- I'm, I'm trying to do my best De Niro. It's kind of like a world weary. <laughs> like, oh. For those, for those that can't see uh, Hugo's face. <laughs> Which maybe this video will surface one day, but I've got a um, face for a video. Basically, Hugh, Hugh, Hugo's physical comedy impression of Robert De Niro <laughs> is just Hugo trying to take a really constipated crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks much more like Joe Joe Biden. <laughs> I know my face. Uh, I know my face. Your De Niro looks more like Biden announcing is running for 2024. Um, What what is it that God knows? Speaking of time capsules. Yeah. God knows you'll grow in the ghetto. God knows you'll be living second rate and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. 
That's a beautiful the place. Line. The place that you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's not that's not great. No, it sucks. Yeah, it's sucky. Um Yeah. You're always going to be you're always going to be below. And you know it. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be annoyed about it. <laughs> Very annoyed. Um and, like wh- and a what deep is hate? Yeah. Is is like a burning resentment, right? Yes, like it's active. It's not just Yeah. It's, this is not a passive no. thing. This is like No. Yeah. This is heavy. Yeah. That's heavy. Um and what are you going to do about it? You you'll yeah. admire all the number book takers. Mm. So here's your here's the icons. Here's the here's mm-hmm. the um here's the aspirations. Thugs, pimps and pushers, and the big money makers driving big cars, spending twenties and tens. I love that a ten dollar note is like being flashy. Yeah. yeah. That was the this they talked about they talked about double digit inflation. It wasn't that bad yet. Because if twenties and tens is flashy, wow. Yeah. Uh, this is this is I love that line, and you want to grow up to be just like them. And wait, there's more: smugglers, yeah. scramblers, burglars, gamblers, mm. pickpockets, peddlers, and even panhandlers. Even I mean, what this is just like the 20th century list. I mean, yeah, this is amazing. It's so comprehensive. Yeah, it it is, but it's also you know it could be from a Dickensian, <laughs> it could yeah. be from a Charles Dickens novel. Like this is the this is the underclass of London in in the Georgian and, era. And and this is what I was about to say. Um, uh, you you were going to go backwards. I was going to say this is this is now. This is yeah. Then so true. this is forever. This is like yeah. this is timeless. Wherever timeless. there are wherever there are large groups of people. You know, amongst that spread, uh, you are going to have people that will take advantage of others. Yep, um, and and grow fat off it. Yep, you know, uh, this you got is it. this is uh, this is a this is a real conundrum of humanity. I think it is. Um, it is, and there, and and you know, it just speaks to the fact that like. Of of the of the limited vision again, like you spoke mm. about sports stars and stuff like that, mm. like like you know again the, the loss. <laughs> I loved it when you said about the because the TV's gone. All that's left to look at is is the people are in the immediate surrounds. Like there's yeah. no other aspiration than this list here, yeah. Which is a shock, shockingly bad um, influences for a young child. Mm. Um and n- nothing to look up to basically except for petty criminals. Mm. You say I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Ay, mm. well, you know hey. we, this is the our, the son earlier was saying. Well, is, what's the point? What's the point? Unbelievably, um, uncanny echo. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're um you're unemployed, all null and void, 
walking around like who? Like your pretty boy Floyd. Now, who's pretty boy Floyd? I don't know. Wasn't he a famous uh, criminal? Uh, famous you're right. Criminal? Like yeah, of the 20s? I never, 20s? I never knew uh, that. Pro- Prohibition era or something? Yeah, you're dead right. He's a bank robber. Bank robber. That's right. There we go. Turned. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Turned stick up kid. Bank robbers. But uh, yep. look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight year bid. So busted. Yeah. 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 And this is where. <laughs> you remember where when we? You remember when we listened to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was just kind of interesting to dwell on that one of the most popular songs of all time opens with a murder, a sh- <laughs> you know, shooting a man in the head. Um. Why well, this is one of the this is one of the most popular. Where well, what else can you do? This yeah. is one of the most popular songs of all time, mm. and in this scene, is one of the most brutal, brutal narratives in that that you know that popular culture can possibly serve up. Well, if you if you don't mind, Ming, read on. T- Tim Robbins. Mm, totally. Uh. <laughs> Now, your manhood is took, and you're a Maytag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag, being used and abused and served like hell, till one day you was found hung dead in a cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you lived so fast and died so young. Beautifully read, Ming. You really this brought is, it home. This is one of the great laments. Yeah. This is, this is Shakespearean. It is. It is. You know? Yeah. No, it really, it's got to hit you. Oh, it's heavy um, stuff, and so perfectly written. Perfectly written, with a with an amazing introduction to lay out the innocence of childhood, mm. Mm. Uh, the tabula rasa, the the child with all the potential in the world, um, with no idea, yeah. born in, born into the world with no idea of the evil yeah. of of Blank man. Slate. Yeah, Blank slate could have become anything, and yet, mm-hmm. and yet, you know goes through this fate this horrific fate it's it's very sad it's very very sad it's it's got to hit you yeah i mean it it strikes me and i think it's using modern vernacular but the prose as i say is to me it's shakespearean and it and it's a it's a classic tragedy in that sense you know um there's there's a there's an ancient mythological you know like a Campbellian sort of um, sense to the whole yeah. to the whole verse um, to me um, yeah you know God watching on yeah as this tragedy plays out this inevitable tragedy yeah <clears throat> so you know you you're right to talk sort of mention the the callous nature of the of the God that's described in this verse. And that's totally legit. I think that that's, and that's one of the eternal questions, the problem of evil, right? 
Uh, mm. you know, how can how can a god exist who permits evil to happen? So it's completely legitimate to to raise that issue, uh, that point from these lyrics. But the other angle that I would like to ask you your thoughts on is um, Melly Mel, the writer, is sort of like a god in this in the in this uh, in this tableau, right? He's looking down godlike on this scene. He's describing it start to finish, birth to death. Mm, I think he's this cre- is he's a narrator again. Sure. You know, in, he's, in actually in that Shakespearean sense is yeah. just just uh, trumpeting the story, I think. Sure. Okay. But my question to you is, okay, forget the God part, um, but he's, <laughs> he's the creator. We'll put it this way. He's the creator of the story. Sure. He's the creator of the story. He's, he's in charge of all the expressions in the story. Mm. How much How much sympathy... Do you think he has for the for the character? I think there's some, um, and I mean it, it's inherent in you know the observation of your eyes sing the sad song of how you lived fast and died young. I, th- I think there's an acknowledgement of there's definitely acknowledgement of this tragedy. Uh, and there's there's an acknowledgement of you had potential and it, and it has been squandered. Not so much you squandered it, but maybe there was some sort of predestined um, situation here. I, I think there is I think there is sympathy here. Um, I, I don't there's I don't think there's judgment really. Mm. Um, I, I think there's 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 sort of a neutral role. That's that's why I see it as. Um, this is a, a report, really, and and I think it's I think it's maybe um, done with an eye of you know this is this is terrible, this is a tragedy, but yeah, I think there's an acknowledgement that this person had no agency. That that this is beyond the individual's autonomy. I, I think mm-hmm. that is the recognition of that, and mm-hmm. you know, as we were talking earlier about sort of the. Um, the global, the global circumstances, the the failings of the American state. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's power residing in power monopolies. Um, this is beyond individual control here. Uh, I think that is. I feel that from this verse, um, and even even God is you know capriciously watching. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is sympathy here for this character, but there, there's there's sort of an acquiescence to the fact that th- this is unavoidable too. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I th- I think on that level, it's it's sort of masterful because for me, it just dances on a very very thin line of not casting any judgment, but also there's some clues. Uh, like he doesn't shy away from showing that there were some choices here. Right. Uh, they're understandable choices. They're under. They're completely understandable. But I think that the first choice that he pinpoints is um, your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. Mm. That's a choice. Is it it's though? A to- it's a totally understandable choice. 
but it's a choice. Is it a choice or, or is it unavoidable? Like is, uh, is the game so stacked against this yeah. player? Is it so rigged that they, that it's, it's the only choice? That's the, that's the ultimate question. And where you fall on that question will dictate your mm, worldview right. on, in many respects. Yeah. And where I fall on that, and I want to preface this by saying I've lived a charmed existence. <laughs> but where where I fall on that is that um, is that the choice to to allow your eyes to sing a song of deep hate is right. is the wrong choice. Yes, and it's and a choice it, of a new generation. <laughs> and it and it leads to the other results. Right, it leads to the other results. The resentment of the deep hate leads to the other results and so and so you could tell me well it was incredibly improbable that this person this particular character could have chosen the other and i would agree completely 100 percent. the probability is like 99 to 1 it would be miracle level for the person not to choose the deep hate and yet um that's the choice that must be made, <laughs> and um, and so and so. Then the other choice is the admiring, mm. uh, the choosing who to admire, which again we already established is like that's what's present. There's nothing else yeah. to look at, so you could well, say there's that. an there's an absence of alternatives. Yes. You know, yes. there's a very Pre narrow, very yeah. narrow number of um, people to to be exemplars right presumably but but for sure that for this person these are the ones that stand out yeah. and again it's still a choice uh another choice is the dropping out of high school so for me when he says that he he's again i i just think it's very deft the way he'd never he never falls into one camp or the other. Yes. He never yeah. falls into the complete sympathy and he never falls into the judgment. As, as yeah, you I think, rightly I th called it, he reports it. Yeah, he reports. It is, it's, I think it's a reasonably yeah. neutral tone. I, it um, is neutral. It's just this is, this is what's happening. This is yeah. just how it is. Great. Um, yeah. But what I wanted to mention um, was just that Say, say we talk about those two broad categories of someone who could say that there's no choice, there was no choice here, and someone who said, yes, there was very little choice, but there was still a choice. Sure, sure. That, I don't know what we could call those two camps. There's probably a philosophical term for them. Um, I, think that, I think that in the last 40 years since this song, uh, we've generally culturally shifted more towards the former view that there is no choice. We, we, I, I think that if this verse was written today by a rapper, they would form, they would be, they would be as careful as Melly Mel is here to make sure that they expressed that this was inevitable. This was fated. This was the cause of systemic oppression. Hmm rather than rather than even mention any choice that this person had mm -hmm. made in that equation and for me that speaks to another um aspect of the trajectory that we've been on 
uh, tied in I th- or, or in parallel with um, the development of hip hop uh is is so so the reason i say that is that is that we rapidly as a trajectory not we the genre the genre rapidly from this point on you're part of the genre <laughs> you've been part of the genre <laughs> um the genre rapidly decided to to make everything first person and th- this stories. is this goes back to my question earlier which was how much of this is driven by artists? Right, right, um, right, right. Sure. And 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 I, I mean, I I definitely I think I know from your personal lyrical content. I think I would feel pretty confident in in knowing your position. But I'll ask you anyway. But um, yeah, you know, I I sort of see uh, in playing out in all aspects of at least Western society. These sort of um, echo chambers, these feedback loops of um, that that kind of spiral down into the most base and the most simplistic and uh, black and white and and ultimatumy uh, kind of ways of looking at subjects and and issues and um, situations in life um and and i it really um it's not it's everywhere it's ubiquitous but it's not everyone but but these seem to be loud voices that um spiral into this sort of limited very narrow ways of 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 viewing the world and it bothers me (laughs) it troubles me greatly um how much how much of this that what what you're declaring about the the choice of the genre to head in that direction how much of that is driven by artists is it once again five percent or you know now that now that music has been rescued from the labels and has been democratized (laughs) 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 into the free society of the internet the 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 panacea Mm -hmm. um you know I see it continuing in this way uh, when it should have been freed from these sort of label decisions of, well, that sells more, so we're going to get more of it um, yeah. and becomes a self-perpetuating myth. I, I'm fascinated by this yeah. um, cycle. And um, I don't know. I didn't ask exactly a question. How... No, no, you did. You did. You basically said, you know, what, what do you think of this? Um, how, much, how much is on the artist kind of thing? Mm. Now, that, mm. now that it's freed from the label, how much is still on the artist? Is it still only 5%? Um, I would say, yeah. I, I, and 5% in a, in a multi-billion dollar industry is still quite a lot. Um, but, um, and the reason I say that is that and and you know we'll look at more rap in the future uh, uh, because it's on the Overlords list. Um, Is it? But once, yeah, yeah. Once we get once we get sufficiently down the journey to get to some drill, it's a while away. I you, think uh, it is a while away. But I think yeah. that I think we'll find stuff From that's this. really emblematic emblematic of a self self driven. You know, really, really that 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 five percent is really out. Is punching above its weight. Put it that way. Like the artists, the artists are really choosing. The artists are really choosing yeah. to portray this lifestyle. Sorry, I didn't say portray. Yeah. That. Portray was the wrong word. They're choosing to embody that lifestyle. 
embody. Um, yes. They're choosing. They're yeah, choosing right. to be about that life, and um, and <laughs> ding. Um, DB, so, <laughs> um, so, uh, but, but, you know, I still put 50, 55% at that point in the drill, uh, world responsibility on the consumer. Right. But this is the thing, the, the artists, what are we, how many generations are we now from, from, uh, the message? Yeah. How I many mean, schools? Your, are, are we, are, yeah, exactly. Is it like. Uh, human generations are generally referred to in like yeah. twenty year, twenty year yeah. cycles, right? But I think in in rap, mm. uh, I think I think we have to accelerate that. Yeah, it'd um, be like and five especially year cycles. You well, I, I'm going to say they sort of have logarithmically increased potentially. Uh-huh. Okay. So maybe between this and the next generation, it was five years, let's okay. say. And then between that and the next one, maybe it was four. Okay, I like you that. Know, uh, maybe, maybe even less uh, to some degree. And then I think East Coast, West Coast split off, and they had their own own timelines. Um, sure, true. Yeah, and then and I then think the dirty, dirty. <laughs> and <laughs> since the internet's, I think it's yeah, it's, you know, it's the, chaos. The, yeah. It's chaos. The micro genres have like got their yeah. their whole own like MCU mm-hmm. timeline resets going on, but um. <laughs> But I, I think much like political ideology has, you know, found its own little uh, notorious echo chambers online, I think, I mean, music genres are infamous for this, right? Mm. You know, people who are really fundamentalist, religious, <laughs> religious about, um, mm. you know, that's not that particular kind of metal. Uh-huh. How, uh-huh. how dare you make that error? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah, I think I think music genres fall into these. Yeah. Very very, very violent camps as well. Literally mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think big money still has a lot of influence on this, even if it's just gatekeepers on platforms. You know, I mean, Spotify. Spotify has these very opaque ways of mm-hmm. adding artists or adding tracks to playlists which yeah you know i i come from if i needed to discover something new it had to be put on a mixtape and someone had to physically mail it to me that's kind of as i became an adolescent that's how i discovered new music um away from the mainstream away from limited rate very limited radio access away from abc was probably the like my main way of discovering stuff but then you know that was that's still mainstream. The only way I discovered new music that was underground was people physically bothering to put it on a tape and send it to me. It's kind mm. of weird that we've almost come full circle to that. Except now those playlists are controlled by these billion-dollar yep. multinationals that evade tax, like curated, and yeah. don't pay don't pay royalties to artists and negotiate their way out of doing that deliberately. There is yep. this. There is this monopolized power control conspiracy going on around it, and, uh-huh. and that no one can unpick because yeah. it's not; it's all confidential. So, I the people making the rap now were the consumers. They like they've inherited great point. This right, absolutely great point. It's a web. It's a web. 
It's a tangled web. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I've just I, opened a massive Pandora's box and not even but started it's, to lay it's it. Crucial, it's it's critical because because you know this rap thing, this hip hop thing, it was such a gigantic cultural movement. Mm. This is the opening, one of the opening salvos, we can say, one of the one of the most significant opening uh, yes, definitely. moments, and um and the journey from then, the forty year journey from then is is incredibly significant, it's wild, and and there are there are there are very credible reports of the the um, scurrilous uh, usage of and deliberate usage of this by outside and and uh, malicious actors to turn rap in particular into a force for social decay yes and and that's who was responsible for that um you know that could be argued the toss uh, the demand was there for sure. That's why I put so much responsibility on these voyeuristic consumers. Right. But yeah, there were there were some really bad actors allegedly involved in meetings to to um, to prioritize money towards the people who were who were rapping about the most socially um, maladaptive behaviors. Yeah. And so and so I'm on board with that as a as a mm. theory. But I still, I still put such a high percentage on the consumer, um, just because of that voyeuristic tendency. But is, the, the, isn't the this bookend, an interesting mirroring? Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, finish your point. Actually, sorry. No, I was just going to bookend and say, this is such a rich loamy soil <laughs> that we're gonna <laughs> that we're gonna plow it. You know, as each as each little bit of rap drops in, whenever it drops in, like once every six months or something, we'll do a rap song and we'll get further and further into and along with the journey of rap and what happened to it. Um, yeah. Mm. As it progressed. But yes, yeah, sorry, I, I think this something. is a, no, I was just going to say, I think this is a interesting mirroring of the content of the message because, you know, nice. I, I think ultimately if we want to get, super deep on this and i i don't think we have um thus far i think you know there's a lot of lyrical content in here and we we haven't even really delved into yeah, any of the the philosophical flags but i i think you know the the question in the lyrics of at least in this last verse of is this is this fated or is there free will you know and i i think this is the 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 great question um, and it it's manifest in this song, <clears throat> and it's also manifest in this conversation that we're only just starting to open the lid on um, about how this music reflects society and how this how society reflects this genre. Yeah, um, back upon itself, you know, is is the the cultural. Uh, mud <laughs> that we've we've many of us find ourselves in or that is prevalent in society now is this fated or is this something that we have autonomy over you know as individuals and i and i'm i'm speaking about young people coming from you know severe and detrimental circumstances are you young person are you fated to remain in this world that's described by the message or do you have a choice as hugo has 
<laughs> suggested. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you, you, you nailed it precisely. I think that that is it. And what, what I think that the song does so well is it is, which is just another reason why it's just so superb is it, it does offer that in my opinion, pretty clearly as, as a, as the two options that it's referring to throughout. And so a lot of it, if, if we, if we look back over the verses, it's a lot about being trapped, but it's also a lot about choices that people made. And I think that throughout the stories, there are, there are choices, but throughout it, there are also overwhelming reasons why those choices are 99% unlikely to be the bad choices. Yeah. And so, so I feel like that the song strikes that balance in a really, in a really subtle way. Mm, Yeah. I think it's recognizing the traps. But yeah. as an act of recognizing them, it's pointing them out as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so I'm, I think that you were asking, yeah, whether you were sort of positing a question to a young person who may or may not be listening. Um, and obviously, yeah, they, I think the song, the song does such a good job of sort of subtly, subtly needling that question. Like, what is the choice here? Well, well, Hugo, what are what are to look forward to um, <laughs> some other songs that we can um, examine yeah. in the future? What what are some of the pitfalls, as you see it, that are inherent in the the subcultural phenomenon of hip hop? I mean, I I do think that it's just that. I think that I think that. Okay, I want to call it. Uh, a bit like what they call shit posting online. <laughs> you know, you're trolling, I think they call it. You can get a much better response by posting something negative uh, than something positive. And you so, get engagement. Yes. When, when you, when you say engagement. better response, you don't mean uh, yeah. no, a higher quality of no. response. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. a, I mean a, <laughs> a higher level of engagement. Thank you. That's a very important yeah. distinction. And so um, the pitfall is the pitfall is the dichotomy that's laid out and already, you know, I already ran over this a little bit, but the, the dichotomy between Biggie and Puck, they both ended up shot to death in... in mm in circumstances that, you know, uh, were a result of this sort of getting involved with some very, very um, unsavory people. Not Shug a Hill Records, but Shug Knight. <laughs> um, but um, but they, they, stru- they sat either side of the dichotomy, I think. Like Park wasn't from that lifestyle, but he but could talk about it. But at the same time, occupied it. He occupied it. He wound up yeah. being sucked into it, yeah. By by purely by dint of talking about it, by rapping about it, yeah. He ended up becoming a gangster, um, and getting killed. Living living by the s word. <laughs> That's a bit of a Luca lesson. Uh, one props yeah. to Luca lesson, by the way. Yeah. S sword sword s word. He's brilliant. Mm, um, yeah. And uh, but but Biggie did come from it, and and they both ended up in the same situation, shot to death in their twenties. Um, but 
so so ultimately i think that the i think that by then the train had the train of one downmanship was already a runaway one it was already inevitable that we were going to have yeah we already had death row records by then we had snoop dog yeah. who was up on trial for the, the 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 first thing you heard about snoop dog uh unless you were across the chronic or whatever um okay that the first thing i heard about snoop dog put it that way uh, the most notorious thing about him was that he was on trial for attempted murder. It's like, ooh, mm. I've got to listen to that, mm. um, you know. And so this this interplay between the voyeurism of the, let's face it, suburban or international listener, feeding money into a system, which is giving, which is transmitting a certain amount of that money, enough money to make it tantalizing, to artists who will continue the one downmanship the legacy yeah continue it and mm. and so then and then we 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 can see it year on year the rappers that we the, the rappers that we had in the 90s the gangster rappers ice cube <laughs> ice cube as far as i can tell as far as i'm aware is not a gangster but he talks it <laughs> so well he talked it so well in nwa he he was able to write lyrics for easy e and easy e was a gangster he was able to write lyrics for Easy E that sounded completely convincing, and Ice Cube sounds tough as hell, tough as hell. He sounds convincing, but as he's far as a, I'm he's aware, he's got he, a very commanding voice. Yeah, but he wrote the bars like he was the writer. Yeah. He was the yeah. he was the Duke Booty of NWA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my God, he'd love to be described as that. Um, and so he wrote all the lyrics for the other guys, and then yeah. Uh, but he they're perfect lyrics. Ice Cube's lyrics are perfect. They're incredibly raw, incredibly brutal. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't from that lifestyle either. But then yeah. a transition happened through the nineties, and then I'm not exactly sure when the first. Well, I don't think I don't think you can live in that area and not be subjected to the realities of what was going on around you. Like once again, like like say Duke Booty, like regardless of uh, your role in the game, you're surrounded by it, you're inhabiting it, you got to walk through it, you got to take yeah. hold your mother's hand and carry the groceries through it. You know, you got to yeah. watch your sister go to school through it. I mean, it's 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 all around you. Um, I I I once again, I don't have any issues with authenticity. No. You know, and yeah. um, I think these that- people are authentic anyway. Yeah, regardless, I I agree, and and really, if you could sum up the pitfall, <laughs> I think it's really that is is trying to trying to live it instead of just describe it. Yeah, or live th- live through it instead of living yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, okay, interesting. Or, or it, you know, or it, or, it living in you. <laughs> yeah, or 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 revel in it instead yeah. of transcending yeah, yeah. it. And I feel like Tupac really did that very well uh, for a lot of his um, material. I, I think I think there's a lot. I think my favorite, look, I, I never really bought into that whole arm of things, the gangster rap. I, I never, um, I witnessed it happening and kind of didn't like it. Um, I, I found it to be, showy and uh and glorifying of stuff that i didn't think was worth glorifying the artists that i really loved and you know coming from this progression um i mean public enemy 
I mean, soon after this, I, I just I thought Public Enemy were the bee's knees. Mm. Uh, and then someone who was really hard was Ice-T, yep. you know, and, and wasn't glorifying it. He was describing no. the pitfalls. True. He was saying, we need to change, you know, we need to grasp our own power and, and grow into ourselves um, and escape this stuff that's imposed upon us. And, and I... That those were the people that spoke to me um, mm. that recognised the situation and said we need to do better and, and only we can do it, um, as opposed to the ones that seemingly became super popular just after that, mm. um, who I I didn't really rate. I, I think Biggie was an amazing artist, um, but I didn't love the glorification in the content. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, Tupac yeah. spoke to me when he was talking about this is a shit situation and we got to get this girl out of it. You know, um, yeah, that, those kind of songs lyrically. Yeah, well, it's amazing that Tupac had those. That speaks very highly of him ultimately. <laughs> but but you know, the rest of his content is often as raw as it gets. Yeah, uh, gangster wise. Yeah, that stuff didn't um, speak to me. Amazing. Well, we've got a long journey ahead of us uh, with with lyrics in general. Yes. We've had a great discussion of this song. Um, what I thought we would do is just uh, play it out because there's a last part. Yeah. There's an outro. And I thought it would be interesting to look at it and just have, while, while it's playing, maybe because you, you said, um, you know, we haven't barely cut, scratched the surface of the poetry I'm wondering if there's yeah. any more medium hanging fruit that you want to go back and mention any any lines <laughs> or whatever that, that stand out to you. Otherwise, I've got some thoughts about the outro skit. I was going to ask uh, you. The, I was going to ask you the same question, actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's that opening. It's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder oh, yeah. how I keep from going under. That yeah, that always hits me. Yeah, um, very very strongly. And then the smash. And broken mm. glass everywhere. Yeah, Lovely. people pissing on the stairs. You know, they just don't care. Yeah, and that that just sets everything up. As far as I'm it concerned, sure does. Yeah, it's magical. Um, no, and I always cool. like that neon King Kong standing on mm. my back. Even though I've mm. I've always had a question in my mind: Is that actually referring to something literal, or is it mm. purely metaphor? Um, but it's always worked for me on the metaphorical mm. line. But this last verse um, that we've yeah. just listened to. Yeah, I mean, I, it it's left such a mark on me um, mm. as an artist. I I nice. I've been heavily influenced by the the delivery here. I I love it. Mm. I think it's amazing. Oh, good call. So, what what uh, do you have something to say about this uh, last little bit before it hits? Oh, ye- no, let's let's listen to it, and then I want to uh, bring up a couple of points. Yo, Mel, you <laughs> see that girl, man? Yeah, man? Yo, that sound like cowboy, man. Shut up! I don't want to hear your mouth. Shut up! Shut up! 
great stuff. Um, and that irrepressibly funky beat to, to finish out. It's just such good production. Um, do you have the any skit. thoughts about the outro skit? The skit? Yeah. What what was to become a, a, a real meme of, of yeah. the genre. It's true. It's true. Unrelated, really, to the artistry of rapping. So, yeah. Uh, Funny, huh? Know, interesting part of the culture. I love it. Yeah. Um, the elements are there. Thoughts? Thoughts I have about it? Yeah, I have a couple. The thing I've always Go. loved that it sounds like the car horn or something. I don't know what uh-huh. it is, but that nice. is so, that's God, like a, a needle in my mind that, that can uh-huh. never leave me. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, I love that. I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and oh man, we're Grandmaster Plus and Fuel is Five. What is that? A gang? Yeah, that's a brilliant Priceless. Line. Priceless. That's great. Yeah. Oh. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so my thoughts about it are just a couple because um, yeah. what I love about it is that I think it's, um, it's Duke Booty talking because he says, yo, Mel, you see that girl there? And, and someone says, oh, yeah, man. So I think that mostly it's Duke Booty talking and he's mentioning the names of the Furious Five. He's mentioning like yes, uh, Cowboy is one of the Furious Five and Creole and Raheem. They're the other three yeah. rappers in in the Furious Five, I think. I'm don't, I thought there was another one. Um, anyway, so I just think that's really funny. Like it's a really funny joke. Like where are they? <laughs> they're not they're not here recording the song <laughs> so where are they <laughs> which i just think is really amusing when you know that they didn't record the song as as we now know as we now know yeah <laughs> and then the other thing is the um as far as i'm aware this is the first you know little little mention of the of the cops of the of the boys in blue mm. and um there wouldn't be you know a song recorded in the last 25 to 30 years rap song where the cops weren't a primary antagonist in the verses and and a means to to lay out part of the this situation is hopeless um and they're not mentioned in the rest of the song which i think is state the role of the state but but the the exercises of violence of the state the, the 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 authority with the Monopoly on violence, I think it's called. Mm. Um, yeah, they're not mentioned in the in the rest of the song, which I think mm. makes it stand out in the in the um, in the grand journey of rap. Uh, mm. You know, when we when we we dive into songs like "Fuck the Police" um, and moving on into the into the late, later eras, like the latest, uh, you know, last four or five years, the BLM songs that have come out. You know, mm. this this stands apart. This stands apart. Um, they didn't think to mention it once in the verses. It's a really good point because they talk about all the uh, all the structural stuff is referenced. Yep. Uh huh. You know, even just as watching it play out. Yeah. Not diving into the causes. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the the cops don't exist until the final skit. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely f- food for thought. It stood out to mm-hmm. me. Uh, as an absence, I was like, "Wow, that's right. really, really interesting." Of There's course. no mention of the cops, um, but then, but then in the final skit, they show that the you know the cops, the scene is is identical, right? Why didn't it bear a mention in the verses? Very interesting. Yeah, um, like maybe an afterthought. I, when I thought of that, 
I also thought of another absence, which um, which I can't even say out loud, <gasps> is that there is no N word in this song. So I'm wondering when the N word started getting used in rap songs, because I don't know the answer to that question. It was definitely used in uh, in film, right? Like in you know in well, I'll call it black exploitation. Let's call it okay. That. Yeah, it was definitely in use. So that's 1970s. Yeah. So it didn't like get in because they say the F word. <laughs> which I could say when I'm quoting the lyrics, but I wouldn't personally say out loud. They said the F word, the the, uh, homophobic slur, but they didn't drop an N bomb. Uh, And I just found that interesting as a a point of historical artifact uh, analysis. That's, yeah, that's really super interesting. And and you're making me think about um, is the F word as used in this context here? Was it necessarily... Um, only, I mean, obviously, essentially, it is used as a slur, but is it? Is it really like maybe it was just a common word that might be a little bit, you know, short attention span or something like uh, maybe a little ignorant, but maybe not necessarily uh, like an aggressive condemnation. I don't. I don't know. I'm asking a question. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know how to answer yeah. that, but definitely the yeah. usage of it has changed, to put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's famously used in a Dire Straits song where the guy's yeah. like uh, talking in the voice of a of a working class fella and he uses mm. the word. Um, mm. But boy, it's it's gone from the vernacular pretty much, hasn't it? Uh, I, think it's, and, I think it's like the N-word. It's embraced by the community to a degree. Oh, is it? Well, I'm out the uh, loop. Like, <laughs> like self-embraced, not... You know, yeah, yeah, I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard it used that way. Um, great. Well, I had a fucking good time <laughs> analyzing this song. Um, so the I think only there's thing a, there's a question yeah, standing over us. Yeah. There is a question. There is a question. <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to ask the question? Well, I I suppose if I was to keep it to the remit, um, yeah, Hugo, do you think? That the lyrical content alone of this um, work of art called The Message um, claimed to be <laughs> the work of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious <laughs> Five, even though it seems to be Grandmaster yeah. Nun and the Furious One. Yeah. And the Ring In. Um, and yeah. <laughs> do you think that based on the lyrics alone, yeah. this piece should be put? In the very, very limited space time yeah, capsule. Yeah, we're almost running out of space. It's a tough one. Yeah, and yet there's so many songs we have to I know, investigate. I yeah. know. This is a tough mm, call. It's tough. Uh, yeah, what can I say? You're kind of on the fence. No, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> absolutely kidding. From, from start to finish, this is a lyrical, poetic masterpiece, masterclass. I can't believe... That, that people at the time were able to take this nascent art form and wield it in such a deft way that succeeds on, on this many levels simultaneously 
and has this much staying power and this much to say, it absolutely blows my mind. This is a massive touchstone. And when you consider <laughs> even just the story of its creation that I've only known mm, like in the last recently, 24 hours yeah. <laughs> has made me appreciate it even more. Yeah, I, me that, too. That these are sort of this is a sort of session musician producer guy who's just like, yeah, I'll write some lyrics. I'll just read a few lines from this, actually. It's mm. brilliant. The message was originally intended as a Sugar Hill Gang record. Sylvia always tried tracks on multiple groups. When we did Freedom, that was supposed to be Love Bug Starsky, but Sylvia didn't like him on it. Sugar Hill Gang didn't want to do the message. We didn't want to do it either. That's Mel talking. Melly Mel. <laughs> it was, Chase says, it wasn't the usual boasting thing. It was, it was about the streets, and it didn't turn them on. Didn't turn on the Furious Five. Mel mm. says, it was just too serious. At that time, we were making party tracks, you know, and wanted to keep in the same lane. Nobody wanted that song. Fletcher says, this is Duke Booty. None of them liked it. They walked out. Flash said, look, people don't want to take their problems to the disco. But Mel came back. Flash. Right? Yeah. Mel said, well, the thing was, Sylvia Sylvia wanted to do it. So I knew it was going to be the next song coming out, and I'd rather be on it than not. Chase says, whatever Sylvia says goes. Mel says, nobody, none of us understood the impact it could have other than Miss Sylvia. We were like, hey, if you say so. Um, I've forgotten who says this, McDonald. I've forgotten which guy that is. Anyway, he says, we recorded a very different, very heavy, almost African percussion version first. Chase says, This percussion groove with the water bottles, that might be where the jungle lyric came from, trying to go in that direction. That version was all right, but it wasn't knocking us out. Fletcher says, Duke Booty says, I didn't think it was commercial. Chase says, then Ed came up with that simple thing. Uh, Excuse me, I'll just skip a bit. Okay, Uh, where's the jungle line? Hang on a sec. This is is fascinating. Isn't it fascinating though? Hmm. Okay, okay. I've I've actually I'm actually jumping back in time now because I skipped it. Uh the message started when we, this is this is pre the the Furious 5 showed up. This is in the in the demo stages. Um Duke Booty says, "The message started when we were working on something else. I went outside for a break and I was beating this rhythm on an empty plastic bottle while I got water. Sylvia heard it and said, "Hey, I want to record that." Sylvia's ears were always open. So I recorded just percussion, this water bottle track. It languished until a period when Sylvia wasn't hot on anything, and Jiggs said, you should do something with that track. He came to to my house, we worked on it, I came up with the lyrics then. <laughs> and pre- presumably, presumably it's like, uh, oh, speaking of the streets. <laughs> the popo. <laughs> presumably it's like a, uh, a demo tape with just like, yeah. <laughs> like this. Like just the tape with just that sitting around uh-huh. for like two years. It's hilarious. Yeah. Precisely. Hey, you remember you remember that one track we done did once? Yeah. Precisely. You could do a lot better hilarious. on the reading, but I'm just keeping it monotone. That's Check it beautiful. out. Chase that. says, I said to Ed, come on, come up with something. Ed thinks out the <laughs> box. He was just laying on the couch, smoking, nonchalant. Then from the top of his head, 
Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm oh trying God. not to lose my head. Then oh my it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. I thought, uh-oh. I rushed back to Sylvia. She thought the same. There's something uh -oh. here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, listen like, to this. Like, come on, come on, man. Come up with something. That's, yeah. I'm on the edge. Don't push me. Uh, nice. He's literally like, come up with Dude, some lyrics. I'm on, nice. I'm on the, I didn't I'm think on of the that. edge of the couch. <laughs> it's genius. It's genius. It's genius. All right, this is the last line I want to I wanna read. Duke oh Booty says, God. the things I describe in the lyrics were not in my house, but around the environment. I'm not political. I just wanted to hold a mirror up. If if that was the intention, yeah, ten out of ten, yeah, ah oh, man, ten out of ten, crushed it, nailed it, nailed it. It's so phenomenal. just to let, just give people the link, I'll we'll put it in the description as well. But it's basically this this blog by Damien Love where he seems to have been able to um, get an interview with the four main living makers That's of insane. the song. And That's it's great. amazing. Wow. Amazing. I look forward to reading it. Yeah, it's um, incredible. I, I was I, I was jaw on the floor reading it. I could <laughs> not believe that this song was made like this. Your glass jaw? My last glass jaw. It, that's amazing. I, and I love these insights. I love it. That's yeah, great. Aren't they incredible? I, li I live for this stuff. Yeah. Hey, this is your um, this is your wheelhouse. But so but to answer to your confirm, question, yeah, to confirm, <laughs> yes, it's bloody going in. And my my vote is for yes. Let's see if we get unanimous oh, on all, that. It all comes down to me then. Oh, yeah, so down much to pressure. you. Ming. So much. So much. So much pressure. I feel like yeah. I'm on some kind on of edge the, that the I don't edge. want to be pushed off of. <laughs> no. Um, I I have to say that this this track today still has the same effect on me it did 40 years ago. Um, and I, I think it's a masterpiece. And I think it's a masterpiece on the level of Bob Dylan um, and Shakespeare. And to the yes. point where to the point where it's actually possibly elevated above Dylan because the metaphors, the allegories that are in here aren't aren't bound by aren't really i don't think maybe that's just maybe i'm showing my age my era actually um, but i don't feel that they're all that bound to the time from which they're written i feel like they are largely universal um and timeless in the, maybe the maybe the list of the underworld figures um maybe the tv the tv shows date it you know but that's kind of about it, really. Um, there are things, there are other references to economic things of, of that period, you know, and I talked about them. But yeah, inflation, <clears throat> what's that? <laughs> well, we've, we've, inflation's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, um, and it's back, baby. I mean, trains, okay, the technology yeah. dates it somewhat. <laughs> No, yeah. I think I think that like like Dylan, the the sort of um, the philosophical underpinnings are timeless, um, and and I think I do think that the lyrical content does sort of rise above a, a time period 
to a degree. Obviously, it is still very rooted in that time, and this and sonically it is. But I I think this is a masterwork, and it makes me feel better. I think about it to know that this is largely the result of one person's yeah. um, efforts, uh, and and I I now see that as a whole vision, and it makes. It doesn't make more sense to me, actually. It, it just fills in a little bit of the, the knowledge mm. gap, um, which mm. I'm always obsessive about, that kind of thing. Uh, I For me, this has to be in. It has to be yeah. in. Um, it's so influential on what came. You're right. It's a touchstone. It, it's got to mm. be in there. It has to be. God damn it. If we have to take something out, I will. <laughs> Dylan, Let's put it in. Fuck off. Should we put it in? Let's put it in. It's got to go in. Q sound and effect. Q sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was a Great. super wonderful. amount of fun. This, this, has been a, this has been a wonderful journey. Yeah, that was really good fun. I wonder if <laughs> anybody will listen to it. Um, but it doesn't matter. I feel like I've, I've gained so much from this. Yeah, Just beautiful. And an appreciation. And I think like... We spoke right at the beginning about our journeys with this um, song and you were there at ground zero kind of thing, virtually, uh, no, time-wise. I, w- I was in Australia, so... <laughs> yeah, but you witnessed it. You, 20 you, years you caught, later. You caught the aftershock um, <laughs> from the original impact, whereas yeah. I didn't. This, this, stuff, this stuff I've struggled with, old-school rap I've struggled with, uh, the aesthetic of it for for like you know a good 20 years i just i don't get into i don't it. envy you i'm happy yeah yeah <laughs> and so and so what this experience has given me is uh a, a first time appreciation for old school wow rap. i'm jealous of that yeah no i admit it i i admit it I, i'm not necessarily no, proud of it that's beautiful i consider myself no, a rap beautiful. fan but um i i i don't think i dismissed this stuff but it just didn't grab me Mm. And um and I've been grabbed by this song, in wow. a, in an enormous way. I've I've got incredible respect for it. I can see why it deserves its place. Like it's in the Library of Congress mm. in uh, mm. the U.S. Library of Congress. Um, I didn't know that it, either. That's phenomenal. It, it was added in two thousand and two, and it one hundred percent deserves its place. It's it's Man, for the I ages. Agree. That's amazing. It's extraordinary work. Uh, also, yeah. if I say the word phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> one more time, I'm going to have to go through the whole episode and edit all of them out. That's hilarious. Um, uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, a lot of fun. Uh, so well, thanks, thanks for bro. anybody. Yeah, thank to you. Thanks to you. I've had a thoroughly good time and I hope anyone listening had it even even quarter as good a time as we did. Um, <laughs> uh, but if you did, then then great. We're delighted. Uh, keep if listening. you get a quarter of the if you get a quarter of the way through this episode, yeah, you won't listening. hear this. But <laughs> uh, uh, we another, mo- yeah. another monster, another monster. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how many parts this is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, there only remains to be said. You know, from from the streets to the yeah. to the jungle. Yeah. May we pray. <laughs> Uh, for for everybody to try and find that one in a hundred good choice, better choice than the others, uh, the better trade off, and for overall peace. Yeah, peace, 